My name is Kate Wallace. I'm an old swimmer and a new triathlete. I came last in the Toronto Triathlon Festival and I'm proud of it. Hi, it's Michael Teltner. I work at a Toronto startup. I've been in part of the Toronto Triathlon Festival since it started and looking forward to chat a little bit more about my journey and my involvement in triathlon. That was Michael Teltner and Kate Wallace, two triathlon together athletes, and these are their stories on the Pacing Racing Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back and welcome to the first time listeners. My name is Stephen Langhausen and I am the host of the Pace and Racing podcast. And on this podcast, we're working alongside the Toronto Triathlon Festival to share another amazing episode in the Life While Live podcast series presented by Raymond James, where we dive into a very important topic in our sport. And that is the barrier of entry and access to triathlon for new triathletes. And I'm sure if you've been competing in triathlon for a while now, you could probably recall your first triathlon and all the emotions that came with it. Do you remember how you got in your first triathlon? Were you hesitant, nervous, or maybe lacking confidence and felt like you wouldn't be able to complete the race? Or maybe you are new to triathlon and you're having these feelings. I know the sport has all kinds of demands, but I hope after you listen to this episode, it inspires you to tap into a new mindset and map out your plan on what it'll take for you to succeed. If you're a well-seasoned triathlete, then this would be a great episode for you to reflect on how far you've come in your triathlon journey, or maybe presents an opportunity to share this podcast and message with a friend in your life who could benefit from triathlon, but is hesitant to start. Now, I hope that in today's interviews, you'll find peace in hearing how others overcame their struggles to reach their goals and how overcoming these have made them stronger now more than ever. I hope that as you hear these stories, it allows you to reflect on some of your own struggles and triumphs that you've had or maybe going through in your triathlon journey. Now, today we have two short intertwining interviews. We have Michael Telner, who is an experienced age group triathlete and played a key component within the Triathlon Together movement this year at the Toronto Triathlon Festival presented by Raymond James. We also have Kate Wallace, who set a goal at age 60 and 300 pounds to get back into shape and live a healthy lifestyle and finish her first triathlon. One year later, after hard work and pure determination, she raced at the Toronto Triathlon Festival, and we hear all about that through her journey through this accomplishment. Now, before we get into interviews, a quick one-on-one on Triathlon Together. Over the last few years, Olympic champion Simon Whitfield was seeing something he didn't like. Accessibility into triathlon was becoming too cumbersome, too much gadget emphasis, too much fully decked out bike adulation, and so on. Now, don't get Simon wrong. He understands there's a place for all this stuff, but he noted this was becoming a barrier to entry. Not so much for the cost, which is part of the issue, but more so because taking triathlon for a test drive was increasingly becoming psychologically too difficult for those new to the sport. Therein, Triathlon Together was born. The 2019 Toronto Triathlon Festival featured the inaugural Triathlon Together wave, and there will be another one again at the 2020's TTF Try Try Race. At its core, the concept is meant as a throwback to celebrate the supported community the sport was born out of in the 70s. The clock is irrelevant. No one is worrying about a PB. Everyone starts together. No one is alone. No athlete begins the bike until everyone finishes the swim, and no one's left behind. No participant starts the run before everyone completes the bike. No one crosses the finish line by themselves. It's a movement, it's fun, and it celebrates unity. It's Triathlon Together, and now let's dive into it. Michael, welcome to the Pretty Chasing Podcast, man. How are you doing? Oh, good, good. I'm doing great. It's sunny, it's cold, but, but sunny. 
That's right, right. Eh? One of the joys of living here in Canada. So before we sort of dive into everything, uh, let's talk a little bit about your backstory just a little bit here. Uh, can you paint a picture for the listeners, a bit about your background and ultimately, I guess, what led you into triathlon? Sure, sure. Well, when when uh, before we had kids, my wife and I were into long distance cycling. So we did a number of charity rides. We did two rides with the French for Life bike rally from Toronto to Montreal. But uh, as, as, as you and your listeners know, once you have kids, it's very limited. You can't take a whole Saturday and go on a five-hour bike ride. And so I was looking for ways of really how can I still cycle? How can I still be active, but in a more limited capacity? Uh, and that's really, I, I, I got a trainer and I thought, you know what? I've always wanted to try triathlon. I had no idea how to get into it. Uh, I got a trainer and I started doing just, I figured, okay, short one hour workouts going on the bike after the kids, after my daughter went to bed. And so that's how I sort of got into my first foray into what started to become triathlon. Uh, I think the other part is I was never a runner. So I always just considered running as a, as a warm up to cycling. I, I really didn't like running. I didn't find it fun, but it was really my way of being able to exercise and give my wife a break. So we got a jogging stroller and I just go out on a half hour run. And that was really just an opportunity for me to get out, but also double duty. I could look after my daughter at the same time. And then it was really just adding in the swim and then I'd, I'd be almost there. <laughs> awesome. And so it's always fascinating to hear that, right? Like I know a lot of people, as you just mentioned there too, my, myself included, we struggle to find the time. And sometimes that's pretty deceiving for a lot of age group athletes out there that you don't necessarily have the time to be fully involved in triathlon, right? Like we look at pros and that's their job. They're doing it 40 hours a week. But when you have a full-time job and you have kids to look after, it's not always possible to get into those you know, those long training days, right? So it's pretty deceiving to most people. So it's awesome to see that you've kind of worked around that and found a balance between family life, work life and triathlon life. So I think that's, that's pretty fascinating altogether. And I can imagine aside from that too, you went through probably some struggles over the time, right? Or at least some obstacles to get to where you are today to find that balance with fitness, triathlon and and work family balance, right? So could you share any obstacles that you sort of faced and, and how you overcame them? Sure. Well, 100%. I think it, time is, is the biggest challenge. And I think there's a perception that you have to spend a lot of time training. Uh, I think the truth is that you just, you need to spend some time every day training and you train often, but you don't have to train that long. So I think I found ways of, of, of keeping my training short. So, you know, cycling, cycling sessions, maybe 45, 50 minutes, uh, but I do it a couple times a week. Running may be 45, 50 minutes, but you also do that a couple times a week and swim once or twice. Again, when I was starting, it was pretty much, you know, I'd swim once, run once, cycle a couple times. Uh, so I think that was one of the challenges, how to find that time. And part of it's priority and part of it's just finding, working around your existing schedule to, to find ways that work. You know, when my kids were younger, I was able to work out after they went to bed, but now they're staying up till 8, 30, 9 o'clock. It's a lot more challenging. So I've changed my schedule. I wake up early and I get my riding done before anyone wakes up or any of my training before anyone wakes up. I think the other challenge is when you're constantly pushing your body is inherently you'll get injured. And injury is a setback. Injury can be frustrating because you, you may have achieved certain goals. You may have achieved certain um, capacities. And then all of a sudden you are thrown off. So one day you can't run anymore. One day you can't cycle or your shoulder hurts. So you can't swim. I think those are some of the challenges to, to push through and, and find ways of, of managing your training, managing your injuries, managing your mental state so that you can still remain focused, remain positive and, and keep your training up. Uh, and the other thing, you know, I always 
kind of compartmentalize my life into three components. There's my training and my triathlon training. There's family and there's work. Sometimes work gets really busy. There's time when that's where most of my focus has to be. And between family and work, uh, it leaves not as much time for training. And I think that's when you take the opportunity to refocus your training, adjust. Maybe you don't have as many sessions. Maybe I don't go as long. But being able to manage that and, and knowing that I'll be able to come back to it. So I think there's, there's a number of different challenges that make training as a triathlete, as an age group triathlete, challenging that you might not have as a professional athlete where that really is your job. Yeah. No, so you said it perfect there, right? And I think a lot of athletes, whether they're well-seasoned athletes or just people who are brand new to triathlon and they want to get in triathlon, but they're, they don't think they have the time, right? I know that's a common thing that people always ask me, like, how do you find the time to do that? Right? Like you said it perfectly there. A lot of it is balance. And sometimes you do miss those training days due to other priorities, right? So it's something that happens to all age groupers, you know, in one way or another. So I think that's good to hear and see that you balance it. But at the same time, you can be okay and comfortable if you have to take a train day or two off just to focus on other priorities. Or if you have an injury, then just let it recover, get rested, and then get back at it when you're able to. So that's very cool. So after competing in triathlon for so many years here, uh, what would you say triathlon has given back to you? It, like in terms of living a healthy lifestyle or a positive lifestyle, like what's that done for you? I think it's done, done a couple of things. Well, one is, is, is purpose. So I, I got into CrossFit before CrossFit was really popular. Uh, I've always enjoyed and, and liked working out, but working out to just be strong or just to have big muscles is it, it's fleeting. Uh, what I love about triathlon is it gives my training a purpose. So when I do go to the gym or when I train, it, it's with a goal in mind. It's not about being stronger than anyone. It's not about getting the biggest um, biceps. It, it's about being strong, being a fit runner, being um, strong core, strong mind. And it gives purpose to why I'm going to the gym. And I think throughout everything else, triathlon is also not a, uh, a one and done activity. So depending on, on what you're trying to achieve, you don't have to train a long time, but it, it does, it, it is a certain lifestyle. And I think for me, it's given me, show me how putting time and putting effort, how you have to plan further in advance, the dedication. I think that's, uh, that's, um, I've taken that across other parts of my life. So even how I work and how you plan in terms of family and being energetic and, and having the energy and having the passion to do active activities with your kids. So I think a lot of that from the community has, has bled into other parts of my life. The other thing I love is just the community itself. The, the triathlon community is not huge and there's only so many races in Ontario. So as you go to meet, uh, as you go to the different races, you start to recognize people. You see the community who you, you train with, or you see them at race from last year. And triathlon is not like other sports where there is a competitive nature, but you're not out to necessarily beat everyone else. It's, it's your personal gains and being a part of this community and racing together. So th that's what I love about triathlon. That's what it's brought to my life and how it's uh, contributed to other parts of my life as well. Amazing. Yeah. I think you said that perfectly. Right. And you spoke on community there, which is again, that's a huge thing. And that's what, you know, you don't think about when you, or before you get into triathlon, it's just something that happens organically once you're involved in it, right? Like you, like you just said it, you meet new people, you see people at races that you've seen before, and then 
it's not a team sport, but it does feel like it's a team sport because we're not all competing for each other. We're not at the end of the day trying to beat one another. It's everyone's there supporting each other. And I, I think you definitely recognize that. And you recognize that a lot at the Toronto Triathlon Festival, especially. So you've been there every year, I guess, since the beginning. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Ever since it first started. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, like, what's your experience been like at this race? And I guess what about that race in particular makes it so special to you? Uh, there's a couple of things. So I love that in the morning of the race, I can wake up, I can get on my bike and I can ride down to the lake shore and be there for the race. So I don't have to worry about driving somewhere. I don't have to worry about traffic or, or how I get there. It's the one race that's really in your backyard. It's about community. It's about racing with other people from your city um, and from around the, from, from around everyone and, and really showcasing your city. I think, you know, a lot of the great cities have triathlons, New York, Chicago, uh, and this is our Toronto triathlon. So that's one of the things I love that's great about it. Uh, you also see a lot of people, you know, there's different categories of racing so there's individuals who are just trying to complete their first race or they're just trying to do better than their last time uh, you see people who are racing for uh, world spots you see people who are trying to win the race in, entirely so it's it's it combines a lot of different types of people and you see everyone who's really there in a positive environment participating and racing and that's one of the reasons i love it plus i mean you get to ride on the gardener which is the fastest bike split that you can <laughs> ride in any triathlon it's so true. Yeah, I was very happy with my uh, bike split, to say the least, <laughs> at the Toronto Triathlon Festival this year. So that's awesome. And now one of the things, you were a part of the Triathlon Together movement this year at the TTF. So for those who don't know about that, can you expand on that? And uh, what led you to take part on that uh, Triathlon Together movement? Sure. Triathlon Together, I think it really culminated in the idea that uh, you don't have to train for eight months of the year to get into triathlon. Just getting off your couch and saying, I want to do this, putting your hand up and not worrying about you know, your time or making certain splits. It's about just doing it. And I think triathlon in general, when people think of triathlon, they think of long course triathlon, they may think of Ironman or the Olympics. But truthfully, Ironman is excessive. I mean, uh, triathlon is accessible to everyone and you don't have to put in hours and hours of training. You really could, um, if you can walk, if you can ride a bike and if you can swim, you can do a triathlon. And what I, what really reminded me about the importance of just participating was, um, I had an Achilles injury last year and it really derailed my training. It was frustrating. I tried to run through it. And I think the last run I did was in the Toronto Triathlon. Uh, I, I had a great swim. I had a great bike. I got off the bike. I ran for about a kilometer and I went, I just can't do this. I'm going to really hurt myself if I, if I keep going. And what that really taught me was even just completing a triathlon is an accomplishment. And that's when I got in touch with the Toronto Triathlon Festival and, and started speaking to Jeff and looked at opportunities for how can we just encourage more people to try this? Uh, because even, and I know someone had mentioned to me, they didn't want to do it because they didn't want to be last. But truthfully, in tri triathlon together, I'm following from behind. So there's no way someone's going to be last. I will be last. Uh, but just the fact that you got off your couch and participated, even if you're last, you're ahead of millions of other people in Toronto who didn't do it. So that's one of the great things about triathlon together is, is bringing individuals, showing them the accessibility of triathlon and getting them involved in the sport. Amazing. Yeah. You said it perfect there, right? That triathlon together movement initiative is, is super amazing to kind of watch unfold. And it, it's amazing that the Toronto triathlon festival does that. So I think guys like you out there helping people out and encouraging them on their first race is amazing and special because the goal is to get out there and to get fit and get healthy. Right. And to feel that accomplishment when you cross finish line, I think that's what makes it all worthwhile. So 
Excellent. And yeah, I would start. It's just going to jump in. You know, it's really interesting. We had a, we had a good first, uh, first group start with us in triathlon together. It was about five or six individuals, uh, who were just, and they were very nervous to start even to swim in the lake to swim in Lake Ontario. And so we did the swim together. We jumped out at the end, about four of them said, you know what, I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm going to take off, uh, which is great. Like it wasn't about we had to be a pod, we had to do it all together, but that you had someone there to support you that was there to, you know, I don't feel comfortable running or I don't feel comfortable on a bike. I just need someone there to make sure I'm okay. And that's what we're there for. Awesome. That, that's excellent. And so speaking of that, like, is there any specific race tips, I guess, for new athletes who might be competing there this summer for their first time? Uh, maybe it's their first race ever. Uh, is it something you recommend that they, you know, take part in the triathlon together movement or any tips that you can provide them? Yeah. So for starting off in triathlon for your very first triathlon, if you're doing the try, try, just make sure that you, you, you have a bike that works and that you can ride it, that you have shoes, that you're comfortable even just walking and then jump in a pool, swim a couple times to make sure you're comfortable, even swimming the length, the 400 meters. Uh, if you choose to wear a wetsuit, try swimming in it before the race. That tends to be a common challenge for a lot of new triathletes. It's just the feeling of swimming in a wetsuit can be very constricting. And if you're not used to it, uh, sometimes you may panic or you may not feel as comfortable. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one of the best approaches because generally once someone starts to swim, they're good for the rest of the triathlon and they're comfortable and they, you know, the environment is great and welcoming and helpful. Uh, so those would be the initial, like, if you can do these couple of things, that's what I would say to do. Perfect. That, that's excellent. And now I guess one of the things last year is uh, you were helping athletes set up their transition zones at the beginning of the race, right? So now going over some of the common questions, I guess, like what would people struggle with if they're new to triathlon or if they wanted assistance with in the transition zone? Cause I think that could be intimidating to someone who has never done a triathlon before, right? Is there any basic tips you can let the listeners know to feel more prepared on race day? Oh, hundred percent. So I, I remember, I still remember my first race. I looked, watched a ton of YouTube videos to try and figure out how to set up my transition zone. Uh, and I think one of the things I really learned is you don't need everything just bring what you need for the race. I mean, you see people carrying trunks and bags. And uh, once you've done it a couple times, you realize you really only need the basics. So two key tips, and I still do this to the day, is figure out what you need and practice the night before or the day before. Uh, do it a couple times so that you pretend like you're getting ready for your swim and then you run to your towel and you change into your, what you need for your bike. Uh, and then pretend like you've gone on a bike and now you have to change for the run that will make sure that you have exactly what you need and that you have it in the right order and that you're not missing anything i've done it even even last year so i've been racing for about 10 years last year i almost totally forgot my race belt and i didn't realize it until i sort of went through my practice transition went oh i forgot my race belt in my bag so even that is really helpful and i know regardless of whether you've done a triathlon once never or many times it's always something I like to uh, recommend. The other thing I always recommend is remember where you put your bike because it's never more embarrassing or frustrating when you come out of the swim and you're searching for your bike. You don't remember which row you were in. So that can be a challenge. So I always say count the rows from the bike from the swim exit to your bike and also from the bike in to your bike because sometimes you're coming on different sides and especially in the Toronto Triathlon where you come in from the swim and where you come from coming from the bike are different. So the count for your row would be different. So that that's a key. It's just remember where you parked your bike. Awesome. That, the excellent tips. I love that. 
anyway, you know what? I think that's a great spot to wrap it up. And thanks so much for coming on, Michael. It's been super inspiring to hear your story and, and hear all your tips there. And if listeners want to learn more, uh, get in touch or sort of follow you along your journey, then where can they find you throughout social media? Sure. Well, my, I'm under Michael Topner on Instagram. And then the other place you can really follow my training as well is Strava. Uh, that's where all my cycling, running and swim training gets posted. And so I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Strava. Happy to answer any questions, uh, especially if you're new to trace it to triathlon or to the Toronto triathlon festival and, uh, and looking forward to connect. Perfect. That's awesome, man. That's a wrap. And, uh, thanks so much and all the best. Yo, you're welcome. Thanks, Steven. So Kate, welcome to the Pace Racing Podcast. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm excellent. Awesome. No, that's good stuff. And thanks so much for coming on and talking with us. And now, I mean, before we get started, let's briefly talk about your background here, uh, your background story and what led you to competing in, you know, basically a triathlon out of the blue in your early 60s. So, I mean, that's a pretty ambitious goal. So uh, what made you want to set that goal? I'd set that goal quite a long time ago. I actually come from a a quite high-level athletic competition in my teens and early 20s and strayed from that path over my 30s and 40s and 50s. And I have pinned up on my goal board in front of me swim, bike, run, and the distances for the super sprint or the tri-a-tri triathlon. And they've been there a long time. And I set that as a goal because it's kind of a nice rounded out thing, I think, including the three, the three sports and yeah, it seemed like a realistic goal to me too, because the super sprint distances aren't really huge at all. So it sat there in front of me for years as a realistic goal until I finally ended up making a commitment to it because I made a public declaration through a CBC podcast called Now or Never. And they decided to do a podcast about my aspirations to do this, this uh, super sprint triathlon and hooked me up with a mentor, um, Jeremiah Brown, who's an Olympic athlete, a, a silver medalist rower. And my, my commitment grew out of my commitment to having made the public declaration and out of being hooked up with Jeremiah as an um, ongoing mentor. And I really I felt a great sense of obligation and responsibility to the show and to Jeremiah. So that helped me through it too. That's incredible. So yeah, I mean, that's a good way of doing it, right? Is uh, putting it out there publicly and saying you're going to set this goal and uh, it almost makes you <laughs> focus on it that much more knowing that people are there watching it and uh, focusing on it. So uh, that that's quite interesting. So it's funny because I always, I always like to hear these stories of people's backgrounds and what made them get into it. So you came from a swimming background. Now, were you swimming uh, basically up until this triathlon or like what was your fitness training and uh, sports life kind of going into this? No, I was, uh, so when I started, when I did the podcast and started working with Jeremiah, who is now a motivational speaker, and he really helped motivate me. I was, uh, I'm five foot four, and I was 58 years old, and I weighed 300 pounds, and over, and hadn't really done much at all for maybe 10 years. And uh, yeah, so once I made the commitment to Jeremiah and to myself, I started going to the gym, which I love to do once I get in the routine of it. And over the period of about a year, I lost 60 pounds, which left me at 240, which is still a heavy weight to do a, a triathlon and with increased cardio and muscular uh, abilities. So, and as you say, the swim, I came from swimming, so I was never really phased about the swimming. And interesting, it was interesting to discover that many, many triathletes, actually the swimming part is the one that they like the least or feel the least adept at. 
Mm-hmm. So the swimming was fine and riding, you know, as the, as the athletes say, if you're riding, you can slow down and take a breath. If you're running, you can walk and take a breath. So I had the two things that were most difficult for me. I could actually take my time with. And in fact, in the end I did, you know, I finished the ride and I, and I walked the run part and I was certainly spent at the end of it all. But I, I do think that I could do it because I had dropped a few pounds and mostly because I'd increased my, my cardio and my, my muscle mass over that period of year leading up to it. Awesome. Th- that's super inspirational. I'm sure like there's definitely some listeners out there that would be able to resonate with that story. Like, I guess, what was your motivation you tapped into to, to overcome some of those hurdles throughout the training? Because uh, I can imagine that training was, you probably went through some peaks and valleys. You're having some really great days and some not so good days, right? Uh, throughout the weight loss and training for swim, bike and run, right? Oh, for sure. There were a lot of, of yeah, of, it, there was waves. It was waves, definitely up and down and up and down. And I think I do like to work out. So it, it wasn't a drag to go to the gym. I like the gym and I enjoy working out. I hired a personal trainer for a little bit off the top and learned some, learned some weightlifting and some uh, exercises that I hadn't had before. So that was good. And that was inspirational in the beginning because I had a commitment to meet her every Wednesday or whatever it was. And I showed up when I was supposed to. And then the waves just came and went. And, you know, sometimes for sure I would have quit if I hadn't made the the commitment. And if I didn't have Jeremiah on board and he was so dedicated to my pursuit of this goal. And we talked once a week for the whole year and he called me every Sunday. And, you know, he had his own ups and downs in his fabulous story of getting to the the Olympics. And he he wrote a book called The Four-Year Olympian. And he also had ups and downs. And well, I think once you've been in an athletic atmosphere, like I was when I was swimming and playing badminton, I think you always have an athletic inner spirit. And he and I resonated at that level. And when I was low, he always knew exactly what to say, which was super cool and really affirming that I wasn't alone in this and really did invigorate my practice to get back up and keep on working on it. Yeah, I think that's super fascinating, right? Like, I know triathlon is perceived as being a solo sport, right? It's not really a team sport. But at the same time, I love to look at it from the community aspect of triathlon, where there's so many people out there that are willing to help you and train with you side by side. So I always think that's super important if someone can, if they're struggling with training or, or having difficulty finding that drive to train, it's it's nice to pair up with someone, you know, whether someone in your community or someone uh, like a coach or anything, right? There's lots of people out there who love training in groups. So I think that sort of story that you just brought forward can resonate with people as well. So uh, I think that's great. And sort of the outcome of all this. Now you competed at the Toronto Triathlon Festival. Uh, was it the the try try or the sprint? It was the try try, which is initially like I was heading for a sprint because I had like those distances were the distances I was aiming at the the three seventy five, the ten, and the two point five. I was actually a little disappointed that the try a try wasn't a sprint in the end, but it was fine. It was good. I would like to say something about training in groups and just say that in general, my observation would be that triathletes are fit, (laughs) extremely fit. And with that comes lean and active and fast. And being that I was not lean, I was not fit and I was not fast. I actually didn't find community to work out with. I was working out on my own with my phone encouragement from Jeremiah. And mostly my own self-consciousness put up boundaries and barriers between me and the triathlon community. 
But once I started, I took these lead up to triathlon, lead up to your first triathlon classes offered through the Toronto Triathlon um, Association. I think there were seven different evenings of specific triathlon stuff like transitions, which you would never do if you weren't doing a triathlon, going from swimming to jumping on your bike um, or jumping off your bike and running and or getting a wetsuit on and off or the kind of equipment you do need and the kind of equipment you don't need. So I came into it super through those seven classes. I actually met a couple of people, first timers, and I lost a little bit of my self-consciousness around my body and made personal connections with a couple of other um, athletes. And although we never worked out together, when it actually came to the day of the of the competition, um, it, there was somebody to touch base with, you know, and meet with and like sit down and talk about nerves with and then meet up with when it was over. So the Toronto Triathlon Association was super, super supportive and helpful. And that eased a little bit of my self-consciousness and made me actually in the end able to get up the gumption mostly emotional not physical i wasn't super concerned about the physical but mostly emotional blockage was moved by virtue of the of those classes offered by the toronto triathlon association so that was a huge boundary breaker and then once i was in the community um, on that day people were so great and so welcoming and so supportive and also i guess once jeff the organizer of the festival convinced me to do this triathlon together notion that brought me into connection with Michael Teltner and um, Simon Whitfield. So that was like super duper exciting. Awesome. I'm so glad you touched base on that because I think that's super special because they really break it down for those complete newcomers who are at all different levels of fitness and abilities, right? So I think whatever the condition is of that athlete who wants to compete, I think they make that accessible and they give the proper resources to compete. So uh, I'm really glad you touched base on that and that you, you spoke highly of that. So now you paired up with triathlon together and throughout the race, did you, how did it kind of work with triathlon together? Did, uh, did you compete with them or how did it all kind of go? That's an excellent question. I wasn't really sure. Jeff and I were on the phone and emailing a bit leading up to it. And he was, he was eager for me to, to do the triathlon together aspect of things. When I actually started off in the swim part of it, I swam with Simon, which is just like, it's like a hero rush moment, you know, to actually be in the water and take a breath and look like there's Simon looking at me in the water was super brilliant. And so I did the swim with him. And then I, you know, I got on my bike and I felt all of that wonderful uh, support coming back around learning transitions and actually doing transitions before the race. And I felt things went really smoothly. And uh, the bike ride is, is, you know, I wasn't in a rush. I just wanted to finish my first event. And uh, the bike ride was great. And when I got back to hook up my bike and start on the, I walked, so on the, on the walking portion of it, uh, Michael and Simon were both there waiting for me. And they actually walked with me and spoke with me a little. And I, I overheard their conversation talking about competition and stuff. And it was so, so I, I guess I would have finished without them, but certainly the positive experience I had around this event was all about Simon and Michael and Jeff and their support. And when I crossed the finish line, oh, it was all kinds of emotions because Simon and Michael were right behind me. So, of course, the crowd was clapping because they were right behind me. 
But also, I finished last. And my 20-year-old athletic ego had to really get a lesson. And I, I really worked at trying to find some satisfaction in finishing at all, even though I finished last, which, was, which is, is difficult for me. But as I said, because Simon and Michael were with me, it, it reframed the whole experience. It was, it was like triathlon together because they were there with me. And when it was over and people were sort of dispersing, there was a Q&A with Simon and I wanted to stay because we're friends now. And so Simon did the Q&A and Suntu, who sponsored the Q&A, gave him a, a nice um, swag bag at the end of the performance. And he actually jumped down off the stage and made his way through the crowd and gave me his swag bag. So that was really, hmm. for me, the most emotional moment of the whole thing. Um, yeah. And everyone was, you know, it was, it was like a bit of a fairy tale story and everyone could see that. And there was a great deal of support and applause in the whole crowd who was assembled there. So that made it a wonderful event in spite of my own, uh, my own not really performing up to what I wanted to and not losing as much weight as I'd hoped to. And, and all of those standards that I hadn't reached for myself, I did finish it. And I did get the best support that anybody could ever ask for going into an event like this. Uh, that's uh, super amazing to hear that story. I, I think that's super incredible. And I think you're absolutely right. Like there's, uh, there's, there's no shame. And I think every single athlete out there, you know, everyone has those standards that they want to meet. Right. So, you know, yeah. to, hear, to hear you say that, I, I think that can definitely resonate with everyone listening because no matter how we perform, I think there's always something that we think that we inherently should be able to perform better. Yeah. Right. So, you know, half the battle of triathlon is that mindset part of it. And I think you uh, really open up completely there about, you know, having that proper mindset that although we are competing in a race, it, it's all about setting those micro goals, you know, finishing that's number one thing. And, and now creating long lasting relationships with people. I think that's super important. Sure. Appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's great. You're welcome. Now, I mean, if someone listening, I guess, is struggling to overcome an obstacle of their own, you know, whatever it may be, as we just talked about, is it those mental barriers or is it, you know, cost entry, something like that, right? Uh, what would you like to tell them or pass on to them to give them hope or motivation that if they set that goal like you did, that they can, they can achieve for it and set up for it? Part of success in anything is having a long, a long vision, a long-term vision. And, you know, for the triathlon, my vision was, was approximately 12 months from when I made that commitment to that public commitment and garnered that wonderful uh, support from Jeremiah Brown. I think if I were to, when I start into it again and, and have that goal and that focus, I'd be less in the moment and more long-term focused. I think that, you know, physical health and, and activity is a way of life, really. It needs to be integrated into our lives to have healthy, balanced lives. And I think even aside from um, going to the gym and pointedly working out certain muscle areas and, and you know monitoring heart rate and all of that stuff, which is an important part of achieving an athletic goal, like even a try-a-try, I think there's a, another piece that got from this experience is that being physically active isn't isn't a goal in itself. It's like a way of living differently. And that doesn't mean necessarily going to the gym. That means walking to the grocery store and riding my bike to the market on Saturday morning and playing some street hockey with my daughter and just 
being generally mindful of the importance of moving and being outdoors and interacting with other people, having a good time and what that brings to my life. And I think that that's kind of my current goal is to find balance and to make being outside and being active a part of my regular everyday life. And when I, when I have the time and, and decide that um, it's a realistic goal to head towards another try-try or sprint, I think then, you know, I'll integrate the gym into my regular active, active life. Uh, but I think, I think really if, you're, if you want to go into something like this, I think it's important to look at it as a long-term goal. In addition to the event day, there's just a, something really right and really balanced about making sure that, that your heart rate goes up from time to time and that you interact with other people in a gaming, playing sort of way. And I would, I would suggest that those are the most important parts of becoming um, of setting goals and of, of changing the way that we live so it's healthier. And I, I think that's Simon's sort of goal in retirement, <laughs> although he hardly seems retired with the stand-up waterboard <laughs> stuff he does. Um, but yeah, I think having a goal is fine, but changing the way we live is more important. Amazing. Yeah. Finding it, you know, keeping it sustainable uh, long-term. I think that's... Yeah that's a big part of it. So awesome. I'm so glad you touched on that because I think that's amazing thing, right? It's nice to complete a triathlon race, but you know, to keep some of those habits and have it all to your life in a positive way, I think that's kind of all what we want to strive for. So awesome. I think that's amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, thanks so much for taking time today, Kate. I really appreciate that. I know it's been uh, super inspiring to hear your story. And I know, although you might not be competing at the Toronto Triathlon Festival this summer, but you, uh, sounds like you'll be there. So I'll definitely uh, look I'll look forward to seeing you there because that'll, okay. that'll be a lot of fun. All right, All right Stephen. Thank you. It's been a really a great pleasure to talk with you. And I really appreciate the community shedding some light on those of us who are kind of outside the mainstream and really want to and deserve to be included in the healthy lifestyle and in the really optimistic, wonderful community that is triathlon. Awesome. No, that's amazing here. I think, you know what, everyone could do the triathlons. It's just a matter of breaking down those barriers as much as we can. So I think that's, uh, that's amazing here. So awesome. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks so much, Kate. Talk to you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. Michael and Kate's stories are super inspiring and both present determination, hard work, and courage. And I hope this has inspired you and helped you realize that you can reach that goal if you keep focused and put in the work. It may not be easy at times, but you've got this and that feeling when you cross the finish line will make it all worth it. Now, I hope to see you all at the Toronto Triathlon Festival presented by Raymond James. And if you want to learn more about the race, you can check it out on social media by searching Toronto Triathlon Festival. And you can find the registration page at www.torontotriathlonfestival.com. Now, please be sure to share this episode with a friend or loved one if you think that they could benefit from inspiring stories told here today. Anyway, happy training, everyone. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers. Cheers.